0: Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. In a world filled with immediate access to the internet, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and a variety of other social media platforms, learning and development, both personal and professional, becomes a much more difficult task because most training, most skill development, most learning just does not compare to the visual and audible extravaganza that you can get online. A recent study says the average American spends about two and a half hours on social media every day. Well, obviously, I'm not the average American. I don't spend anywhere near that much time. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but think about it this way. That means that the average American is training themselves for two and a half hours a day in a very specific mode of receiving input and information a lot of that could be entertainment which there's nothing wrong with it may be on youtube learning how to do things that's great but it is a very specific type of learning uh, that is that is really training your brain to to enjoy things in a certain fashion so if that's the case i think it's important to ask a couple of questions and one is How much value does that really bring to you? And another is, what happens if you need to learn in a different mode? So you've heard about the learning methodologies, right? Or at least the, the modalities. That's probably a better way to say that. Visual learning, audible learning, tactile learning, learning by touch, learning by doing things. Some people learn better from one way versus another or One or two of those are are their ideal way of learning. And even when you put them together, there's still something missing. But what is that? Well, I believe it's whole brain learning. Whole brain learning and development is a newer learning methodology specifically designed to engage the whole brain in the learning process. So what is it that's missing? Actually, quite a bit. What about connecting the learning to past experiences? What about engaging emotions in the learning and development process? What about a 360 approach to learning and development that takes into account many different perspectives, thoughts, emotions, experiences in a very connected way? To compete with all of the input that can come from our highly technical world, Learning and development has to engage the whole brain, and that includes engaging our senses. When is the last time you read a book to learn and develop personally or professionally? When was the last time you went to a training seminar? Are you a fan of podcasts for learning and development, or YouTube videos, or maybe online courses? Those are different ways that we can learn today. And these last modalities of learning come closer to engaging more of the brain. But in some ways, they still fall short of a whole brain experience. This becomes a real challenge for people who know they need to learn and develop themselves, but find much of the learning materials dry to be kind less than engaging. Let's be honest. You can only force yourself to trudge through training materials that are not engaging for only so long. And I've been there and I've done that. And truly, how much do you really get out of it when you feel that way? When you feel like you just have to push yourself through this material? Has the need to learn and grow changed? No. If anything, it's only accelerated. Will the skills simply show up one day for you, your team, your organization? No, of course, that's not how it works. So how do we solve this dilemma, this tension between less than engaging learning modalities and the need to learn and develop? Well, I think that is where the whole brain learning comes in. And that is what we're going to explore further in our episode today. Been in organizational development, training, executive coaching and consulting for many years. I remember something my dad, the psychologist told me a long time ago. Never stop learning. Of course, he told me that when I was in school, so I really didn't pay a lot of attention to it. But as I started in my career, that bit of wisdom came back to me. I remember when I was in my 20s, how confident I was that I knew the right way to do things. Life was fairly simple. Why wasn't everyone just doing things my way? It would make things <laughs> so much easier. Then I reached my 30s and life became a little more complicated. In reality, I think it was more about gaining life experience that gradually gave me more insight into people and the world around me. I think that's where the complications came from. This is when I started to take to heart what my dad had told me. But wow, was it a chore to claw my way through dry training materials and books that had good information, but didn't really capture my whole brain. But I kept at it reading as many books as I could. Then in my late 30s and early 40s, someone came up with the brilliant idea of books on tape and eventually audiobooks. Oh, glory, what a day that was. What a huge step in the right direction. You may have guessed that audible learning is one of my favorite learning modes. But even with this wonderful advancement, I realized that something was still missing for me. Later came videos, YouTube, all of the newest technology, and I have embraced all of these in my learning and development process. But, and you knew it was coming, I was still not feeling fully satisfied with my learning and development experiences. In hindsight, There are a few key observations that help to explain what I still perceived as a gap in the experiences themselves. The first one, some of the learning tended to be academic in nature, and there's nothing wrong with that, except it's more theory-based than practical applications. The next, it seemed like the trainers or authors were using their own special language at times. Some of which I really didn't understand very well. The next one, there was no direct tie to putting the learning into practice immediately. There seemed to be a lack of explaining the concepts, processes, and learning in real world situations. The learning and development materials never really engaged my whole brain, including my emotional drivers my personality, and other elements of my brain that are important to what I call locking in the learning. And no offense to the trainers, authors, and teachers, but some were just, well, boring. Sorry, I'm not judging them as a person, but I am rating their product as a consumer. Then as we moved into the 2000s, things changed a lot of the materials got much better. Books got more interesting, audiobooks more engaging, videos more enlightening. Where did this shift come from? A far better understanding of brain science and definitive research on how our brains like to learn and even more importantly, how our brains like to retain information. That brings us up to today. Let's take a look at the new world of learning and development. And no matter what your preferred style of learning, the vast array of quality products and approaches to achieve the personal and professional learning and development that you desire. As I've said before, I've been on a journey of learning my entire life. I think most of us probably are, whether we are intentionally learning or it just happens to us. In the past decade, though, I have focused on neuroscience, emotional intelligence, and my continued study of psychology. Then something very interesting happened. As I started to blend these things together and study new ways of applying them, I came across Six Seconds the largest emotional intelligence community in the world, there was an entire body of learning and practice based in education that opened further horizons of insight for me. The first time I heard the term hot cognition and then learned what it meant, a lot of the pieces started to click in place for me. People were using teaching methods that included this whole brain approach where students were highly engaged because more of their brains were engaged. It made so much sense to me. Actually, I think I experienced a a moment of hot cognition where the whole brain lit up for me and, and where I learned this new concept and this new approach and locked it in. If you'll allow me just a moment of geeking out on the brain science, this is really cool stuff. The limbic system in the brain is our emotional center of the brain. And the emotional drivers that come out of that part of our brain are very powerful. Think of it this way. We have a thought. Almost immediately, we attach meaning to that thought. Then out of our thoughts and meaning, Emotions are generated. These emotional drivers then send messages throughout our brain to make decisions, take action, to say something. Now, knowing this, knowing how our brains work, what if we could develop training, teaching, learning opportunities, developmental processes that engage more than just our eyes and our intellect? or our ears and our intellect, in the case of audiobooks. What if we engaged people with stories, ignited emotions through different types of of materials and insights? What if we reflected on our experiences and brought them into the learning itself? What if we actually practiced the skill or the learning right then, at the moment of the learning? That changes things. What if we presented eye-catching visuals? What if we engage collaborative learning methods? Now, learning and development becomes exciting at this point. It becomes more engaging, even fun. But how does that help you, your team, or your organization? By understanding that there is a huge difference in the impact depending on how the materials, the courses, the books, the training, how those things are put together. If you or others struggle with simply reading a book to learn and develop or listening to an audiobook just by itself, then take the time to explore what else is available to you. One of my key rules to live by, don't settle. Don't settle for something that is not really going to bring the value you want. Don't settle for buying something that does not meet your needs and give you the outcomes you desire. Look for systems, for trainers, for authors that you can enjoy and learn from at the same time. Here are some key things to look for. Number one, do they use stories in the learning or training or development? Number two, if visuals are included, are they in alignment with what is being taught? Number three, do they provide specific tools, activities, and exercises to work on while you're learning? This is a very critical element. Number four, do they provide time to reflect and consider what you've learned? So you can assimilate that learning more quickly and not lose important learning. Number five, do they ask you to use all of your senses as much as possible? These are just some of the indicators that the provider has taken the time and put in the effort to make a memorable learning experience. Not just something that you can check a box and say, okay, I did my learning and development for this month or this year or whatever that is, but something that is truly valuable and that will build on other learning that you have had in a cumulative fashion. Have you ever come out of a seminar or a training where you received a certificate of learning How many of those certificates do you have hanging on your wall? I know probably not very many. I don't. I've been to a lot of those trainings. I have a ton of those certificates somewhere. They're probably in a box. Um, But I do have one that I have hanging on my wall because it meant something to me. It was a wonderful experience, and I learned a lot through that. That means something. That says something. One more Bit of the brain science here. Until recently, it was thought that our brains stopped developing in our 20s at some point. But new research clearly shows this is not true. There is a term called neuroplasticity. Basically, what that means is our brain continues to be able to learn new things and provide really almost an endless storage capacity. Uh, and we can learn into our 70s, our 80s, and our 90s. But the key is this, continuous learning. Just like we work out or jog or lift weights to build our muscles, our brain needs to work out to grow and to retain good health itself, to get new learning, new information, new training and development, and to lock that in and to grow Mentally, just as we try to stay healthy physically. So the next time you get lost in social media for hours or just vegetate in front of the TV, and there's nothing wrong with this in moderation, consider that that could also be time spent exercising your brain, becoming better at things you like and that bring value to you. I'll leave you with this. Good intentions are just that, but good practices take you to new places. Is learning and developing a priority for you, for your team, for your organization? It better be, because there is a direct connection between a culture of learning and development and becoming more agile, more resilient, and frankly, having a more enjoyable culture to live and work in which results in a competitive advantage in the workplace. Learning is not just a nice-to-have thing in your life. It really is a mandatory must-have skill set. And there is so much good learning out there today. Find it. Look for it. Explore it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.